This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, saving your day from boredom with the best podcasting entertainment. What's up, what's up? Real MVPs, Ricky Widmer here, along with Johnny Carlick. And Johnny, usually I let you say something here, but I got something to tell you at the beginning of this review is, I don't know about you, I do not want to be buried in a pet cemetery. You don't want to live your life again? I would love not to live my life again. When my life is over, it is over. You better not bury me in a pet cemetery. I will come back and I will find you and I will haunt you. I mean, sometimes dead is better. Sometimes dead is very better, but very welcome better. in to the Rick and Johnny. <laughs> sometimes, Did I say very better? Sometimes dead is very better. Yes, it's very better. Um, better Welcome in to the Rick and Johnny podcast, into one of our movie reviews. And this week, we actually did a double feature. Um, however, one of the reviews went up earlier because Dave and I saw it about two weeks ago. So yes. Shazam, you can go catch that. We'll get your thoughts about that in the normal Rick and Johnny podcast this week because we are talking a little bit about Shazam. Yeah. Um, but in this review, we went and also saw Pet Cemetery, which is a different category because I, I figured this out while we were watching Pet Cemetery. Yeah. What horror movies are to me are what action movies are to you. Usually the action movies that we see are because Ricky really wants to see it and then Johnny comes with and the horror movies are Johnny really wants to see it, and Ricky just comes with. Yeah, like that is that's our compromise. Yeah, I like bring, like I American pull, Made, yeah. for example. That's one you drag. I, me I pull to. you to American Made. You pull me to It and Pet Cemetery. Yeah, I'm gonna pull you to Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, you pulled me to Pet Cemetery. However, there is one. I will say one horror movie I do want to see now. Evil Superman, basically. Yeah, and I believe it was called Bright Burn. Yes, it was produced by James Gunn, which oh, was like holy yeah. shit. Holy crap, James Gunn is a producer of it. It was bad, because at first I thought it was a Superman movie, and then he started killing people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go check out Brightburn's trailer if you have not already. Yeah. Um, it is a thriller, and it's one of the horror movies, the only horror movie, um, that I... Cannot wait to go see because it's evil Superman. But Johnny, we are reviewing Pet Cemetery today. Before we get into it, make sure to check out patreon.com backslash most valuable podcast. That's where you guys can go and support us. We got a ton of new tiers, the gold, the silver, and the bronze membership with different rewards for you guys to get while supporting us, making us sure that we can get our new studio and that we're not in this small box of a room for the rest of our lives, and we're not going crazy. In a glass case these, of emotion. It's basically a glass case. Like, the, we record during the day. Yeah. So I have to change the white balance on the camera because this is all window behind us, and it's just sunlight, like blasting sunlight. Um, so we kind of are in a glass case of emotion here for MVP. But, Johnny, how do we do things is... We look at a little non-spoilery version. We kind of tell what we think about the movie, who it's for, should they go see it. Then we dive into spoiler mode. We spoil the shit out of everything. Then we give our show stealer, which is like our MVP, and then we end things giving our rating. I, if you notice, was a jump cut there 
because I gave a spoil. I did the Ricky Widmer thing and gave I gave a spoiler, a spoiler non So I had to jump it. Um, Johnny, I'm just gonna let you pick then. What should we give it a five out of what? Five out of anim- out of five animal masks. Okay, five animal masks because I said something earlier that I was like, after I said, it, I was like, is that a spoiler? Oh wait, yeah, that's a pretty I think big that's spoiler. A pretty big spoiler. So <laughs> Ricky kind of ruined the movie at that I point. Would have ruined the movie. And good thing that is just gonna hit the editing floor and not be seen by you guys. But Johnny, let's start off in non-spoiler mode. I will start this out like I do every review. Should we let you? And, <laughs> should you let me at this point? Good night, everybody. Uh, but I did the review. Ricky's going to step aside. I will ask you, who is this movie meant for? And what are your kind of first thoughts about it? Don't bring your kids. Yeah. Did we see any kids in this one? I don't one? remember seeing kids in this one. Yeah, I don't think I saw any kids in but this I one. But I mean, I would say it's not really recommended for your kids. No. Unless I guess maybe what? 12 and older? Mm-hmm. Lowest 12? Well, I would see. say 15 and older. It's rated R, isn't it? Is it? I don't know. I, That's why I asked you. Let's be hoping honest. You'd... After I hit 21, I just stopped checking ratings on things. I know. You didn't have to. Because they really just don't matter. Um, yeah, it's rated R. No, you're yeah, right. Yeah, it's rated R. So, uh, I mean, if you're that kind of parent or you don't mind, 12 is fine, I guess, mm-hmm. but maybe wait till they're like 15. Yeah. Take them to see it. No, this is. Because then also you don't want to take them too young because you have to have to talk about death. Yeah, this is a brutal movie. <laughs> like, brutal in the sense of violence. In sense of, I want to say subject matter, but it's subject only, matter, like to some degree, it's not subject matter like what we're used to. It's not like oh, they're showing their titties everywhere and no, shit this like is that. like like it's more like wow, these are conversations that I don't really want my kid asking me about. Yeah, yet. you don't want to be ha- ask, having a nine-year-old ask about death mm-hmm. and stuff if they don't already know about it. Well, let's be honest. I mean, not even these parents could figure that conversation out. But exactly. We get to that in spoiler mode, but. For me, this movie overall was, and I'm not, you're the horror guy, I'm not a horror guy. Well, out of the two of us, I'll say you're the horror guy. Out of the two of us, yeah. Yeah. I know there's people that are a lot more into horror than I am. But like, out of the two of us, you're the horror guy, I'm the non-horror guy. And for me, I actually really enjoyed this movie Mm -hmm. as a person who... All my life, I've hated horror movies. I hate to be scared. I feel like you've enjoyed the ones I've dragged you to. It's a feeling that I don't, I never really liked as a kid or like as a young adult. Yeah. I would usually gravitate more of to the comedies. I want to laugh. I want to be thrilled with action. Um, But this one was, it was unique in the sense of it. Yes, it was predictable at times. Like, it had those tropes of, like, well, I know this is going to happen, but even though it was predictable, it still got me at points. And yeah. it still got me. There was one point in the movie where both of us went like this and put our hands over our mouths for audio listeners who couldn't see us. Yeah. Um, put our hands over our mouths because we were not expecting something like that to happen. No. You and I in different aspects because I've seen yeah. at least most. I can't remember. I've seen the full amount of the first one i had not had seen, not the seen first it so our mouth cover were for different things mm-hmm. but generally for the same kind of idea yours is because i know it's going to happen i don't want to see it again mine's because holy shit i don't i didn't and think... they changed it up on us yeah they did change i won't it up say i won't say yeah. what until spoilers but which we're going to get into spoilers because there's some people that shortly, aren't yeah that, that people are not really happy about some of the changes yes. that they made but no i would say if you're a horror fan 
this is a movie that you definitely have to go see. Be a nice date night movie. There were a few date nights that we saw in yeah, the we did. theater, That's true. a few couples going to see this one. So, I mean, I even if you're not a horror person, um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I can speak from the non-horror side yeah. of things. Um it wasn't too scary. It's not going to give you any nightmares if that's what you're worried about, because that's usually what I'm worried about, because I usually think that they're all real. When I was a kid, I thought everything was real and that movies were not fake and that everything Ricky, would come to life. Jumanji's not a horror movie. Oh, speak, you, you say that because you know my childhood, John. So a little bit of a story for those of you who don't know. Um, this was when, let's see, Jumanji came out when I was like five. Something like that. So when I was like six or seven. I thought that the game was real, so I would not play the game at all. And it was my dad, my sister, who was three years younger than me. So, yeah, it had to be like six or seven because she was like three or, yeah, three or four. And then Dave here at MVP, we're all playing in our family room or in my room at the time. And we had lost. Well, I had already started to freak out. And instead of saying like, no, 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 see, like, look, it's a real game we're not getting sucked in no instead my dad had a clicker switch and would click it and the lights were going on and off they're like oh no we're getting sucked into the game and i bolted out of that room there was no way i wanted to get sucked into that game and i remember waking my mom up from her sleep screaming that i didn't want to get sucked into the game yeah, six or seven year old Ricky and his fears and how he was traumatized. And that is probably the reason I am the way that I am today. But that is a story or a topic for a completely different podcast, Johnny. Completely different podcast. So this is where we're going to go into spoiler mode. If you haven't seen Pet Cemetery, go ahead, hit go that pause it. button. Go see Pet Cemetery after you're done. Come back. We will be here ready to talk about all the juicy spoilers that you guys just saw. Or if you don't care, just keep rolling right on through. But you have been warned that the spoiler zone starts now. And Johnny, here's the thing I want to start off with in spoiler mode is that there were people, there are people out there that are upset that Pet Cemetery changed things from the original and they were not happy apparently like because obviously you've got ellie is the one who dies in this one where yes. gage was the one who died right, in the original one which this is that's where we actually mm-hmm. both did the mouth cover mine was because i did not expect ellie to be the one to get killed to you get were killed engaged i was still expecting gage which they, threw me for a loop because at the time they kind of get you to where they kind of got both of us where it's like I wasn't expecting one of them to die. It's like, holy shit, one of them's going to die. Whereas if you've seen it before, you're like, all right, this is the, this is the part. This is part where Gage dies. Same or not? It's almost like the same exact part. Where mm-hmm. And actually, now the thing about it, I think they tricked us in the trailers because they show Gage running towards the street while Ellie has fallen off of Which a I swing. I just got to say, shitty parents, by the way. Oh, I agreed. Like, I, I think it was Dave that I was talking to this about, and he goes, well, yeah, that's just a Stephen King movie. They're usually shitty parents. He's like, look at it. And I was like, yep, you're right. Look at it. Um, but yeah, th- that was a little aside. I'm like, man, just shitty parenting all around. You said that you in got, the car, too. You've got all this real estate. And hey, we're going to let them get really close to this road that we know a Ringo truck's just kind of zoom like a bat out of hell. Yeah. Yeah. Real smart parenting. But that's a horror movie for you, I yeah. guess. I mean, it's most horror movies, I feel like. Just leave, leave the kids to their own devices. Yeah. Leave, leave them their own. Whatever happens, happens. Um, How did my child get murdered? Well, you didn't watch him. (laughs) 
Um, no, um, that was a huge twist, and that's where, like, because mm-hmm. the whole beginning was generally, like, um, I mean, yeah, like I said, generally the same, like, layout is, like, the cat dies, the neighbor tells him where to go, buries the cat, mm-hmm. cat comes back, cat's all pissy now, and uh, um, basically a hollow shell of what it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, then they go, okay, so this is all the same layout as before. All of a sudden, Ellie died, and I go, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. This is really going to change the movie. Yeah. And I'm even looking right now at an article of differences between the movie, the book, and the original movie. Yeah, I never read the book, so I can't speak for that one. I'll say yeah. that now. There was no way I was reading that book when it came out. Like, there was no way. As a kid, nah. no way I was reading that. But apparently what they've got here in this article is, number one, um, Norma Crandall, which is Judd's wife, is dead before the movie begins. Um, Judd's pet dog turns violent. Um, They have that Ellie is the one that dies instead of Gage. Zelda dies in a dumb waiter accident. Um, Let me see. In the original story, Zelda one day goes into convulsions and starts choking while Rachel is alone in the house and then dies. Um, so they just made it to where instead of her just choking and dying, a little she more drastic. died in that, like... Um, Fall, falling down the dumbwaiter. Yeah, that's it, the dumbwaiter. Yeah. Um, Church doesn't die again in this one. Apparently he died again in the Yeah, because Dad pussed out. Basically, um, I already said Ellie dies instead of Gage. Which actually, I guess, makes sense in the way they did it, because so they can have Ellie die instead of Gage. Gage, it was mm-hmm. easy. He just runs out into the street. This one, Ellie got lured out into the street. Yeah, and then the last one was the Pet Cemetery's ending in the novel. They changed the entire ending, which they had to, because Ellie is the one that turned instead of Gage. Gage. For the movie, but the thing I loved about this movie is what you said in non-spoiler mode. Kind of the overarching theme of this being death. Yeah. Where early on in the movie, dad's a doctor, so dad has a stern kind of thought of- There's no heaven. There's no heaven, there's no hell. When you're dead, we go in the ground, that's That's it. it. And the mom's all like, but what if? Like, oh, there's this. And of course, the mom dealing with- the guilt, the guilt, and the kind of traumatic experience of her sister dying. Yes, and, and feeling like it was her fault well, not to forget. There's that too. Plus, you've got at the end. I'll get to that when I get to the reveal. Um yeah. But she's on the other side of it, and they're bickering about yeah what to Which tell. Which uh, I, I made the joke. You know, after not you think after nine years they have known this stuff about each other. Basically, yeah, you would know that because they have a nine-year-old. Ellie's nine. Or... Well, I'm, and I'm not saying that. Oh my God, this is like a fundamental thing that they shouldn't have gotten married. But like, you should have already had the discussion. All right, we think differently. If we have kids, what are we going to tell them? Yeah, what do we go with? Yeah, seems like maybe this family they don't really talk. And about then again, things. maybe maybe because they started off the movie with like, hey, we moved out here because I was an mm-hmm. ER doctor, nighttime ER doctor, in the city and Mm -hmm. maybe that all changed with him over the years who knows Mm -hmm. i maybe it was different maybe that's why but that's the that's the thing is like this is stuff you should know about your spouse yeah but then you've got the kind of twists at the end where the dad yeah because of the ritual ground where judd brings him to 
he kind of has now the idea of holy crap, like I was wrong. You can't like you there can't is back. an afterlife after you die. There is somewhere else after you have gone. And then on top of it, there's the mom where Ellie kind of hits it, but where it's like, no, you're not sad your sister died. You are feeling guilt and you feel bad because you wanted her to die. Yeah. You wanted her to die and you didn't want to be the reason for her to die. And it was like, holy crap, like, damn, that is a dark twist. That is. Because the, the mom didn't deny it either. No. Well, I would say out of all the characters, the mom was the most traumatic character. Yeah, that's true. Because, like, early on when they showed the picture of the um, sister, sister, I was like, okay, is that a reference to the first one that I'm not going to get? Because is this, like, I didn't know if it was, like, this. I honestly forgot about the sister. I forgot about the sister thing Mm -hmm. until, like, they brought the whole story. I forgot about the sister thing in the other one. Which, here's another thing, dumb horror movie logic. Um, I'm upset about (sighs) killing my sister. Let's go back to my parents' house where it all happened. Yeah, right. Really? Like, she's sitting in the kitchen looking at the dumbwaiter, and I'm like, really? Blood's pouring out. Like, you think you'd be sitting in a different room at least. Well, not just that. Hey, I can't go back there. I said, well, I I said at least. Yeah, at least. If you're in the the house, you think you'd at least be sitting in a different room. With me, it's like. Not right across from the dumbwaiter. All together, I'm like, hey, you know what? Let's probably go to a different place instead of the place where I killed my sister. But, uh, like, for me, the only thing I didn't get. And I want to ask you about yeah. the whole Victor thing. Because the more I think about it, we saw this movie on Friday. We're yeah, recording this on Sunday. So I, we've had some time to think about it. The whole Victor thing, I'm starting to think is like, what was it really necessary? Am I the only one thinking that it wasn't really necessary? Because, yes, he said the line to the dad, like, oh, the the um, soil is sour. Yeah, the ground is but, sour. like. Other than that, I'm thinking he didn't really have a main, like a a key enough role to me. I, I mean, there was enough there because it was supposed to be like the, um, it was the start to the bridge of getting the dad to question the the other side type thing. Mm-hmm. So where he was like, he was firmly believing that there's no other side. Mm-hmm. To where that kind of got him questioning it when uh, Pascal sits up after being after yeah. being flatlining. And, and then, telling them that not to, like, mess with the bridge, like, not to, they're not supposed to be. The barrier wasn't the, supposed to be broken. Yeah, the barrier's not supposed to be broken. Mm-hmm. But then there's also, like, he steps through the door. Yeah. And he's walking through the soil, and then he wakes up with the soil dirty on his feet. feet. Yeah. Is that the only reason, then, Victor Pascal was supposed to be there, was just to be that tool to get the dad to. Kind of lure him. In a sense, it was kind of luring him mm-hmm. to it while Victor was actually trying to save him from it. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a device to kind of like, I tried. Yeah. Like, did, it was one kid that, like, the spirit, like, I know this town. I know this thing. And now, like, that, now I'm on the other side. I need to stop this guy that's being tempted by it. And I can tell he's being tempted by it already. Because I also didn't understand the whole... I didn't understand the whole... Him then haunting the mom and the son too. That was to try. He's like, I, I, I didn't work. It hit. It, the only thing reason he did that was because, because the dad is already like he brought back he's, Ellie. He's already gone. 
I need to get you guys back to him to okay. try and fix this. Now I get. It. That's what he was doing. He was like, I got, I got do my, I got to do one last thing to try and fix this. I get that now because I was like, and it didn't work. And I was you like, how, how does this shit kind of like? How do these rules? kind of work here like he could just haunt whoever he wants i didn't you know we don't know how the afterlife works i know but i mean i just wasn't understanding it my my logic apparently there's only hell yeah apparently there's no heaven there's only hell um did you did you have a problem with because i'm taking this from other reviews yeah is there were a lot of people that were like hmm the whole thing where ellie was like she takes the mask off and then it's judd's wife's face did you like that whole exchange of I where kinda, it's like, hey, I met Ellie. I met your wife. She's not happy. You're the reason why she suffers. And now you will be reunited again. Yeah, I kind of did, actually, mm-hmm. to some degree, because it kind of uh, it more enforced the uh, there's only a hell. Mm-hmm. And now that, like, and that makes you think, okay, did Judd do the same thing with his wife? Which that, I think, yeah. Which did. is why he was warning um, his dog, like he was, or mm-hmm. he thought it would be different with the cat, mm-hmm. maybe. And he's like, it kind of lures you in the grief and everything. It makes me think like he did that with his wife too, and mm-hmm. had to put her down, which is why he the he's the way he was up until he met Allie. Yeah, I mean, I could see it happening where he started with the dog, then his wife died, and it was like, oh my god, I can bring her back. But then I could also see he is the way that he he is the way that he was earlier in the film, because when the cat dies, he's still how he was earlier. He goes, well, we'll deal with this tonight. You go deal with you go trick or treating. I'll handle this. We'll deal with it tonight. Very kind of like stern and kind of like no emotion. Yeah. Um, Until it's time to contemplate on it. Until after the cat comes back and it's like, oh. No, no. Nothing changed. No, Judd knew that the cat was going to come back. No, no, no. I'm saying he knew the cat was going to come back. Yeah. Until the, the dad said it scratched Ellie. The and... cat comes back and it's evil. And after he figured out, oh, it's evil, it was like one of those, oh, fuck. We can't do this. Like, it doesn't fix. It, and it, it, nothing's different. It's kind of got like a little bit of like an addiction thing kind of yeah. seed in there to where the addiction is going back to bring well, it he back said, to life. He even said it, it, feeds, it feeds on your grief. Yeah. And obviously like with him, he had a close connection to Ellie and wanted Ellie to be happy. Yeah. So he was sad that Ellie was sad and it fed on that. That grief. And, and it's like, okay, do it. yeah, brought him back because he's been there. Well, we think it's twice. Which then also hooked the dad, because notice how what he said, and this is the interesting thing. Yeah. And this is what I think hooked the dad. When they were burying the cat, he said, you have to do it. My question is, if Judd would have done it. Would the dad have been addicted? The dad wouldn't have been addicted. It's kind of like using it's like, yeah, he said, um, whoever you bury is yours. Yeah, where it's like, that. well, that it, <laughs> that's going to be your cat now. Yeah. Like, it's not Ellie's cat, it's your cat. Exactly. And, like, Church kind of kind of gravitated more. Which makes sense now that I think about it, because when he had Ellie, excuse me, and the mom came back, she was like, she doesn't want me. That's fine, I don't want her e- either. Yeah, because Ellie is now her dad's. Yeah. Like, she does not have a connection to the mom Mom, to anyone, yeah. Mm-hmm. She acted like it at first. Yeah. And then when mom kind of wouldn't hug her, mm-hmm. 
I don't want her here either. Yeah, but like, and that's also something where the mom's like, "That's not my daughter. We buried my daughter." Like, yeah, she. I feel she was processing the grief already. I feel like, well, not just that, but I also feel like because she had a pre disposition of an afterlife. Yeah, like for her, it's she's already moved on. To she's that resting. Next life. Yeah. Whereas for the dad, it was, oh, she came back from nothing. See, my question is, like, is there maybe, like, they don't reference heaven, but Mm -hmm. maybe there's, like, somewhere where, like, once they put them in the ground Mm -hmm. in that pet cemetery or beyond the pet cemetery, Mm -hmm. does that, like, automatically drag your soul to hell? Maybe. Because, like, that would be the thought is, like, you, because she's saying, you did this to us. Mm Mm-hmm. Or like when she's talking to Judd and yeah. with his wife's face, you, you did, did this, this to her, her. Mm-hmm. which is why it makes me think he buried her there. Mm-hmm. It's auto, like an automatic ticket to hell type thing. Maybe. I automatic mean, ticket to suffering cause, and pain. Because then you have that part that they didn't really explain with the, the tribes and the Wendigo. Yeah. And like the kind of symbols on the tree were yeah, symbols warning. were a warning for whatever because mm-hmm. the, the ground is sour. Yeah. I just... I. It makes sense. Yeah. I mean, of course, we're not going to know. Um, but, yeah, it's just it was weird how, like, I feel like the dad, because he had that mindset of when you're dead, you're dead. He obviously had a different thought of, like, the mom was like, no, she's dead. Because for her mind, Ellie's already moved on to that next part of her life. Yeah. Like, Whereas the, dad's like, There no. is no part to move on to. It's like, no, no. So they, they can come back. Mm-hmm. Which, I just, something just sparked into my mind. Ellie contradicts herself because she tells Judd, I met your wife. Yeah. But then when she's talking to her dad, she says, I remember black. And then I woke up. Because remember when the dad was tucking her in and she was yeah. like, well, I remember this and I remember that, like talking about her birthday party. And she's like, and then I remember black. Maybe that was because it, it was just like, start. it could be one of a few things. Maybe it's because just starting mm-hmm. and then like it's whatever it was is taking over. Or that was her seeing it like, is he going to tell me that I died? Good point. Good point. Because he does say, well, now you're back. And she goes back from where? Don't worry. And then you go, just don't yeah. worry about it. We're, oh, it doesn't matter. You're back. Back from where? Tell me, Dad. Like, basically, tell me, Daddy. Tell me. me, did I die? Did I die? Really? Am did I, I right? die? Um, so okay. Yeah, she even goes, makes... "Am I?" She specifically says, "Am I dead?" Yeah. No, that makes a good point because I was like, "Is that a contradiction? Is that her blatantly hiding things from the dad?" Yeah. Um, last question I got: Does Gage die? Do you think he dies at the end? Because all I want to see at the end. Is them all three? Well, of them, I guess we'll have to wait till Pet Cemetery too. <laughs> which um, I'll be honest, was not expecting the dad to die. I didn't either. I, I that's the, the only thing that I like, That was the only thing that I kind of got upset about. Mm-hmm. Like that was kind of a bitch out death. What getting stabbed in the back? Like yeah, that. mom all all of a sudden appears and stabs him in the back mm-hmm. through the chest. I, mean, I didn't have a problem with it. A little. I only because a little bit because like. I I don't maybe my brain's like well maybe enough time passed that mm-hmm. when she knocked him over the head with the chair mm-hmm. like okay maybe enough time passed but I'm like we didn't make this a little bit more interesting I guess mm-hmm. it was the shock value so I'm like okay with it but I'm not like 
thrilled with it. Because, like, all three of them then were approaching the car with Gabe in it. Yeah. And all we see is Gabe, like, playing Gage. with the gauge, um, playing with the, the steering wheel steering wheel and stuff. And then you just hear beep, beep, and it cuts. I think black. they're going to kill him. You think that was basically all right? The whole thing. Better way dead. of not. Better way of not doing an on-screen baby death. Carl, Carl, the Walking Dead had to have uh, Judith stay alive. Yeah. Yeah. So you're thinking that off-screen death for people Gage. get mad when you kill dogs and babies, mm-hmm. cats, whatever. Or <laughs> is that just the kind of symbolism of hey, he died in the original. He's the last one alive in this one. Yeah, that could be it too. Like. You think about it. He's the one that died in the original. Now he's the only one to stay alive. Judd's dead. The family's dead. Yeah. Like, he's the only one to stay alive. But, hey, we're not going to show him die. Just beep, beep, and then cut to black. Yep. And then, obviously, the song that you were like, I'm glad they had this in the movie. I was glad they played uh, the song Pet Cemetery." Mm -hmm. Good cover, too. Yeah, it is. From Starcrawler. Um Anything you think we're missing in No, we kind of, mode. like, generally walked through the movie. Like, it didn't take as long as Logan, but... No, it's... <laughs> I don't think nothing's going to take us nothing. as long as Logan. I don't know. I mean, we got Infinity, uh, Endgame in f- two weeks, three yeah, weeks. Yeah, but not even Infinity War took us that long. Yeah, but I this is... I, we might we might drag on because it's an end of a end of an arc and an era. And Dave will be on there with us. Oh, that's true. Dave's going to be on there with us. Let's see. I'm going to look that up. I looked this up almost every movie review, by the way. How long Logan was? Well, how long every single one was? Because let's see. Let's Logan's still winning. I know that. Is it? I thought so. I don't think let's we see. have a playlists. Pa- Excuse me. I don't think we have a pass it yet. Where's our movie reviews? There we are. Oh, so, you tell me. You're the one on there. Hmm. Infinity War was an hour three. So it was close. So hour three. Last Jedi was hour 12, but that was because I was bitching a lot because I didn't like that movie. Yeah. Um, hour three for Spider-Man Homecoming. And then, yeah, hour 17 for Logan. Yeah, no one's beat Logan so far. In hour 17. I mean, Last Jedi came close. Yeah. By Last five, Jedi came really, by six minutes. really close. It would have beat it in, if it had six more minutes. So really, it's either Endgame or Star Wars Episode Nine. One of those two is, is going to try and beat it. Try and beat it again. But this is where we move on. We're going to come yes. out of spoiler mode. We're going into the final part of our podcast where we talk about our show stealer and our grade for the movie. We're giving it a five animal masks. Our show stealer is also our MVP for the movie. Johnny, I'm going to let you go first. Who is your show stealer for Pet Cemetery and why? Um, I'm going to go with, I pronounced Jette Lawrence. The, she played Ellie, the nine-year-old, eight-slash-nine-year-old. Just that flip of the switch, going from a normal nine-year-old kid over to, uh, dead, evil Ellie. You gotta take my stuff, right? Yeah, I do. You gotta take my stuff. I, for sure, think it's Ellie. Like, Ellie is the one that is the show stealer, Jette Lawrence. It was... For me, it was hard picking a show stealer yeah. first for this because at first I'm like, okay, John Lithgow, 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 Lith- Lithgow. is doing really good as Judd. Yeah, and I'm like, there's no one else taking it. Then the mom with her traumatic experiences, I'm like, ooh, okay, we might have a have a running here. And then when Ellie came back, it was really the part that won her the award for me is when she had the interaction with the mom at the end. Yeah, I was like, she's won it. Like, Jette Lawrence is our show stealer here. Yeah. 
just having that switch of flipping from nice Ellie to evil demonic Ellie. Yeah, that, that was a, that was like I did not expect that out of a nine year old. I don't know how how old is Jette Lawrence actually. I don't know if she's nine or not. I have no idea. I'll look at uh, Snowman. Let's see. Can you give me the age, please? You on IMDb? Yeah, I am on IMDb. Let's see if Wikipedia can help us. Yeah, out. see if Wikipedia. Because Wiki's usually got those ages. Doesn't tag. have it. Doesn't have her age. It just says she she's was no, born in two thousand and no. She's done in two thousand and no. Well, I was gonna say two thousand and two, but that's see says, full bio. There we go. Let's see. Okay, of course it doesn't. Still doesn't help. Uh, do, 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 do. I think this is her sister. Is this her sister? Is this her? Yeah, this is her sister. Never mind. Um, her sister was born in two thousand and two, so her sister's sixteen. Um, so I'm assuming she's around the same age. She's not going to be so far much older than nine. Yeah, Johnny's uh, like Johnny's like I'm still looking at fourteen. Is her sister? Why does no one have her age? Because maybe she doesn't want it out there, Johnny. Maybe okay. Well, whatever. She. For being a nine-year-old, that's it. Very mm-hmm. impressive acting. No, yeah, it was to the, be able to flip a switch just like that. Geez. The ending of that movie is what got her the show stealer for me. And yeah, why she's now. Otherwise, it was close between the mom and Judd and her. Mm-hmm. How about I will then ask you what you're rating for it? Uh, I'm getting a four out of five masks. From this Wikipedia, apparently, 2007, 2007. is when she was born. So, so that would have been 12. She'd be yeah. 12. Okay. So, I mean, it's still, it's impressive for a 12-year-old no, yeah, to be able is. to show that range And already. that's exactly why I was like, she's got to win the show, Steeler. How about your grade for it out of five animal masks? Uh, four masks out of five. Yeah, I'm giving it. This, to me, was one of those where, and of course, grain of, take it with what you will, because I didn't see the original. Yeah. I have nothing to compare it to. I didn't read the book. As a movie on its own, I was hooked from beginning to end. Yes, there were some things, horror movie tropes, shitty parents over here. I mean, that's going to be any horror movie, though, I, so I you know, can't really pick at that. I'm not hurting it. Oh, I'm, I'm saying, not hurting it. I'm just saying in general, not yeah. blanket statement, not just at you. It's at everyone. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, you can, if you really want, you can judge it on that, but isn't that every horror movie? Yeah. So, I mean. It was not a five. It drives it a horror movie. It's not a perfect movie. It's a four for me. It's a good movie. Go see it. Yeah, but definitely. it's not, it's like, it's above average, but it's not a perfect movie. Exactly. Any final thoughts on? No, that's it I, like I said. Just go, uh, go see it. I mean, uh, go, go do it as a date night. Just mm-hmm. go see it if you like horror movies. It's a good movie. Uh, I really liked it, and like you said, like we talked about, it was a really um, hard choice until mm-hmm. uh, the very end there with El- uh, Ellie. Yeah, it was one for of those uh, MVP. Were... So like John Lithgow does a great job. What's the mom's name? Mm-hmm. Uh, Amy Seismetz does mm-hmm. a great job. Even Jason Clark. I mean. Not a horribly memorable character. I but wasn't going to give it to the day. I would never give him the MVP, mm-hmm. but I, in his role, he did a great job. Well, and now looking at kind of where our ratings have I mean, gone. Flipping to, fl- going from normal dad to start, like, it's more of a dimmer switch. He dimmed mm-hmm. into craziness. Yeah. And then just kind of overlooking where our reviews have been right now. A four, for me, kind of lines up with Alita 
and How to Train Your Dragon. This is actually the first four you have given since How to Train Your Dragon and Captain Marvel. You gave a 4.5. The last two movies that you and I have seen, Wonder Park, Dumbo, you gave a 3.5. So you're kind of creeping back up Mm -hmm. into that good movie category. Next week is going to be a big one because for sure we're going to see Hellboy. Hellboy is going to be the for sure we're going to try is, to do Missing Link. I if would we love have the to time, do Missing Link. We will do Missing Link. But Hellboy for sure will be the movie that we review next week. Possible and extra for Missing Link. But this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you think down below in that comment section. What do you think about Pet Cemetery? Are we, do you agree with us? Disagree with us? This is a conversation. We can continue that down below in the comment section. Also, make sure to check out patreon.com backslash most valid podcast. That's where you can help support MVP at any of our memberships, bronze, silver, or gold. And you can gain access to our new Discord server to communicate with MVP every single day. Also, rate and review the Rick and Johnny podcast on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. But for Johnny Carlick, Ricky Widmer, as always, have a good day, everybody. I don't want to be buried in a pet. Cemetery. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.